Come on, England! Oh, come on, England! Come on, England! Come on, England! Ah, oh, man! It's coming home! It's coming home! It's coming! Football's coming home! Maybe. Um. Ah, oh, what a, what a start to the podcast! Honestly, I think that's I think that's a good start to the podcast. Um. Ah, oh, anyway, congratulations to England, by the way, uh, for getting through to the final of Euro 2020. Um, they defeated Denmark in the semi-finals uh, on Wednesday this week, and now they are playing in the Euro 2020 final on Sunday against Italy. Of course, um, I'm sure. I I hope that they win. I mean, that would be a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I mean, you never know. It could happen in another four years, but I, I hardly doubt it. Um, yeah, when they play the Euros again. But there we go. Um, is it four years or two years? I, I really don't know. Anyway, this is how this is how much I know about football. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, congratulations to England. Um, for getting through to the Euro 2020 final, uh, we are all backing you um, in the in the final, and we hope and pray that you do bring it home. You're one step closer to bringing it home. There we go. Anyway, I just thought I would start off the podcast with some Euro 2020 news, you know, um, because after all, we are. I mean, we're all going to be celebrating this weekend, aren't we? Even even tomorrow. That England are through to the final. Um, you know, even Saturday, we'll, we'll still be celebrating. I think we are still in that in that awe where we are still celebrating the fact that England are through to the final because it's just been non-stop Euro 2020 coverage on radio and on TV ever since uh, they won the semi-final uh, against Denmark on Wednesday. So. Yeah, you know, I think I think that this is just going to be continuous coverage now right through until Sunday. And if they win the Euro 2020 on Sunday night, I mean that would be such a dream um for them to win. Um but yeah, if they win, then obviously that coverage is going to continue right through until Monday, possibly even into Wednesday next week, I reckon. And then after that, they'll you know, they'll probably stop talking about it. If they if they lose in Sunday's final, though, I reckon we'll just mention it on Monday morning going, well, I- Italy won the Euro 2020 final, um, England lost, and then by Tuesday, we'll move on. We'll talk about something completely different. Maybe we'll go back to COVID. Yeah, we'll, we'll start talking about COVID again and, you know, how the infection has rised in the UK because of the... Euro 2020 um, coverage and, and stuff like that. Uh, I, there, there we go. Anyway, that's just my thoughts on the Euro 2020 final. I thought I would just um, start the podcast off with that. But in the meantime, though, welcome to the podcast. That's right. Uh, we are back with another podcast. Um, I do believe. Is this episode 40? I think it is. Are we on episode 40? I'm going to find out. Um, but yeah, um, obviously you guys will already know by the title. I'm just going to double check it. Um, no, we're on episode 41. Oh, that's a shame. I thought, I don't know why, as soon as I hit record, I thought we were on episode 40. Um, more reason to celebrate, but no, we did episode 40 last week. So this week is episode 41. There we go, episode 41. And do you want to know something? We are so close... To being, I, I've, I'm near. I have nearly done an entire year of podcasting on Spotify Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts as well. Uh, it's been nearly a year since I started doing podcasts. Obviously, I did have that really, really long break in between uh, doing the podcast. But I came back, I've continued doing the podcast, I've been talking every week uh, to you guys in podcast format, and obviously bringing you 
as much content as I possibly can to the podcast. And you know what? It is an honour to do these uh, every Friday um, afternoon. Um, and for you guys to go away and listen to it, whether it's at the weekend or maybe during the week, you know, the, the week after the podcast um, gets released, you know, I, yeah, I, I, it's, it's just an absolute pleasure. I mean, I know that the podcast does get listened to uh, on a weekly basis. And even if I'm putting it out there to just a few people listening to the podcast on a weekly basis, I'm happy with that. I really, really am happy with that. So uh, a massive thank you to everyone who has so far listened to the podcast. Obviously, it's not uh, my one-year podcast anniversary just yet. But, uh, you know, so far, though, from me uh, to you guys listening to this podcast right now, a massive, massive thank you uh, for listening in because it is honestly such a pleasure uh, doing these podcasts uh, on a weekly basis. So there we go. Um, anyway, uh, so I've got a few things uh, to talk about in this week's podcast. Unlike last week, where I didn't really have any content to talk about, um, and the podcast was so short, it was, I think it was around about 25 minutes long. Well, this podcast is going to be slightly longer than 25 minutes this week. Um, so there we go. Um, so this week I am going to bring you a uh, 24-inch M1 iMac update. I am also going to be bringing you another technological update for you. I'm going to be discussing the brand new Nintendo Switch that got announced uh, earlier this week. And I will be giving you my thoughts and opinions on that. And I have also got some movie reviews in the form of... Uh, of Pierce at uh, Pierce Street, Fear, <laughs> Fear Street, not Pier, Fear, 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 Fear Street Part One, 1994. I've got a movie review uh, for that. Uh, I've also got a movie review for uh, Freaky and also uh, the latest Marvel movie to be released, which is Black Widow. Uh, so I've got all of that. Uh, to bring to you and I'll also be discussing uh, my thoughts and opinions on the brand new series of Monsters at Work because that got released uh, earlier this week on Disney Plus with two episodes premiering uh, on the streaming service and obviously uh, the the other eight episodes will be um, streaming every Wednesday um, on Disney Plus, so yeah, brand new episode every Wednesday for the next eight weeks on Disney Plus for Monsters at Work, and I'll also be giving you my thoughts and opinions uh, on the brand new Marvel What If trailer as well. Um, do you want to know something? I might start off with that because yesterday uh, Marvel and Disney announced uh, the release date and poster. And also a trailer for the next Marvel series that is going to be streaming on Disney Plus after Loki. So next Wednesday, the 14th of July, is the last episode in the series of Loki on Disney Plus. And I must say, I have been enjoying this series. Uh, there has been some, I'm not going to lie, some dry episodes where it's just been more dialogue than action. Which, to be honest, I don't really like. You know, I kind of lose my concentration. If it's a dialogue-focused episode where there's not really a lot of action going on on screen, I do lose my focus and I do lose my concentration. And my heart isn't in the, the show. But if there's a lot more action in it and stuff like that, then my heart's in it. You know, I'm, I'm fully concentrated and focused on that show and particular episode as well so yeah but anyway I will give you my thoughts and opinions on uh, the Loki series in next week's podcast okay um, because obviously we've still got one more episode uh, left to go of uh, Loki uh, and then after that we've got a little bit of a gap until the next series drops on Disney Plus from Marvel now, this is Marvel's first ever animated series. Um, so, of course, um, this is called What If. 
So basically, what it is, is it's a TV show where it asks one big question. This is the slogan of the of the series, by the way. One big question that changes everything. So, and I'll tell you what, the I, I saw the trailer for this yesterday, um, and it instantly blew my mind. Uh, it really did, because the animation in this series looks... I'm not going to lie, phenomenal. Uh, it really does. And, you know, well, I, think, I think, to be honest, it is going to be very interesting to watch because it takes certain moments out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe history. Um, and it basically turns it on its head and, you know, and, yeah, I mean, like, for for example, you know, we get one episode where it's called What If um, Captain America Was Captain Carter, you know? Um, I, I, yeah, and there's things like that, you know, which it is really, really, really interesting. Um, so, and obviously we are going to see Black Panther in this series and uh, it has actually been credited that this is actually Chadwick Boseman's last known role uh, before he sadly passed away obviously he's going to be voicing uh, Black Panther in this um, series um, but yeah it is honestly absolutely um, it does look absolutely amazing it does look very very interesting so if you're wondering when the release date is going to be for Marvel's What If uh, it is going to be coming to Disney Plus every Wednesday from August 11th, okay? Um, so I'm definitely going to be giving it a watch and I really hope and pray that, you know, it is going to be very, very enjoyable. The trailer does look uh, very promising uh, for this series. And it's also a little bit different as well because when you think about it, ever since the start of the year, we've been getting, we've got three marvel series on disney plus one division the falcon the winter soldier and loki which are all live action tv shows this is now an animated tv show from marvel studios so it does look very very interesting um and definitely definitely worth a watch uh when that drops on disney plus in august on august 11th um so there we go so, uh, of course, I do reckon that in next week's podcast, I will have the full Disney Plus release schedule, fingers crossed, uh, for August. So, obviously, I will go through that uh, in next week's podcast if I do have it by then. So, there we go. So, that's the Marvel What If uh, trailer and poster as well. Um, so moving on, I'm going to talk about American Horror Stories because last night before I went to bed, I did watch the American Horror Stories uh, trailer. Now this is going to be streaming uh, by this time next week. It's going to be streaming on FX on Hulu over in the States. Now we are going to be getting American Horror Stories over here in the UK. It is going to be streaming on Disney Plus Star. Uh, so it's going to be a star original. Uh, now, whether or not we're going to be getting that in August is yet to be announced. Um, I really hope and pray we do. But in the meantime, I've at some point got to sit down and watch American Horror Story. Because I'm still yet to watch it. There's eight seasons available on Netflix. I think next month... They'll be dropping season nine on Netflix uh, because, from what I from what I've heard from uh, someone on social media uh, the other week, they did say that Netflix usually drops the latest season of American Horror Story every August. Uh, so at the moment, they've got eight seasons uh, streaming on Netflix over here in the UK at the moment. So maybe they might be dropping season nine of American horror story on netflix in august so if we're going to be getting uh, american horror stories on disney plus in august then at some point i'm gonna need to sit down and watch american horror story on netflix 
to then watch American Horror Stories on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's all very confusing. It does sound very confusing. I hope that made sense. Um, but there we go. Uh, that did... Yeah, it did, it did make a little bit of sense, but not not too much, though. Not not too much. Um, so there we go. Um, but yeah, it does look pretty interesting, though, American Horror Stories. And it is definitely something that I will uh, sit down and watch, I should imagine. Uh, so there we go. Um, now, I am going to talk about... Should I talk about Fear Street next? I think I should. Um, so obviously today, July the 9th, uh, Fear Street Part 2, um, is released. Uh, now in that movie, they are traveling to 1978 and they're going to be finding out the truth of what happened in Camp Shadyside, um, in 1978 in that movie. Now, obviously I've not yet sat down and watched that movie. It is going to be on my to-watch list tonight. Um, so by the time this podcast is out, I will potentially be watching it on Netflix. Um, and basically, I, um, I've i watched the first part of Fear Street. Now, I watched that on Friday night last week. It was really, really good. And straight away, with the beginning, with the opening of Fear Street 1994 um, because that's where the movie was set in 1994 last week it literally gave me scream vibes straight away with the masked skull killer the way he chased after his victims it literally just screamed no pun intended here it literally screamed scream vibes here you know it really did um, and I, I really, really did enjoy it. I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy it. And, you know, some of the deaths in that movie were absolutely brutal. Um, it really was. And I'm not really going to spoil it because obviously if you, yeah, if you're waiting to watch the entire, uh, trilogy on Netflix, like next week or something, um, then obviously it's not worth me spoiling the deaths for you, but some of the deaths... Uh, in that movie are very very brutal and I definitely do think it would be a movie that I would go back and watch over and over and over again as a horror fanatic you know I think it is a really really good movie Um, and it definitely does have its strong points uh, within the movie as well Um, and I do think that the acting between the teenagers uh, in the movie as well was really well played like you could definitely tell that they had fear you know with their facial expressions and even when you look at them when you look at the actors in the eyes in the movie you can just see fear written all over their face and stuff like that so um so yeah it is definitely worth a watch um if you are thinking of um waiting until the entire trilogy has dropped on Netflix, uh, then the entire trilogy will be dropping on Netflix uh, on the 16th of July. Um, so obviously, yeah. So by the time this week's podcast goes out, you've got roughly around about another week uh, to go until the entire trilogy is on Netflix. Uh, I do know someone that is doing that themselves. Uh, they're going to wait until uh, the entire trilogy trilogy has dropped on Netflix, and then they're just going to binge watch it all in one night um but no i think it was really really good and you know to be honest with you i know i haven't seen stranger things and i know that so many people that i know always are recommending stranger things to me and i do promise you now stranger things is on my watch list on netflix i know that there's three seasons of of stranger things on netflix I know that they're making a fourth season as well. So I'm hoping and praying that by the time we get nearer to the time of watching season four of Stranger Things on Netflix, I will give Stranger Things a watch by then, uh, definitely, uh, so that I'm all caught up, ready to watch the new series. 
But, you know, even though I've never seen Stranger Things before, this show definitely gave me Stranger Things vibes. I don't know what it was. It must have been the fact that, obviously, because I know that the, the series is based on teenagers, and obviously this movie is based on teenagers, you know, I think it just gave me those vibes. Um, it really, really did. So... Yeah, uh, I think I really did enjoy it. I, I really did. So I'm really looking forward to uh, watching part two uh, to see how the story continues. And obviously this is kind of, you know, because part one was just the beginning. Part two is the middle. And obviously part three, which is streaming next week on Netflix on the 16th of July, is going to be the end. Um, so we are now in the middle part of the story. Um, so it is going to be very interesting to see how they continue it and how they carry on. Uh, you know, it, yeah, it's it's just going to be brilliant. And can I just say as well, the soundtrack in Fear Street Part 1 was pretty strong. Um, it was pretty strong. So, and that's another thing that I really did enjoy about Fear Street Part 1. And I've got full high hopes that the soundtrack will continue to have that strong game um, in part two uh, as well. So with some of the music and stuff, yeah, it was just all recognisable tracks. And I think it kind of tied in with like the 90s last week. So if we're going back to the 1970s um, this week, then in this week's movie, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of music from the 70s uh, being played. Um, but yeah, it's going to be good. Um, so there we go. So I will give you my thoughts and opinions on Fear Street Part 2, uh, 1978 in next week's podcast. And then obviously when we get to episode 43 uh, of the podcast, I will talk about the final, the third and final part of uh, Fear Street and give my thoughts and opinions uh, on that then as well. Um, so there we go. Now, I'm going to uh, break this podcast up a little bit, okay? So I'm going to now talk a little bit about the Nintendo Switch, okay? Um, so I'm going to give it a little bit. I'm going to give the movie reviews a little bit of a break here and I'm going to discuss the Nintendo Switch. Now, the reason being is because earlier this week, uh, we finally, finally got a brand new Nintendo Switch model announced by Nintendo. Now, the thing is, is um, this isn't what I was expecting, uh, to be honest, because obviously we have been hearing loads and loads and loads of rumors about a brand new uh, Nintendo Switch and we've been hearing that the games for this Nintendo Switch model uh, was going to be upscaled in 4K resolution uh, so obviously this Nintendo Switch was going to be designed uh, to be played on 4K TVs um, and stuff like that now, Nintendo this week obviously announced a brand new Nintendo Switch model. Now, does it support 4K gaming? No, it doesn't. It doesn't support 4K gaming. Um, it still supports 1080p high definition gaming uh, on a TV. Uh, which is quite annoying because when you think about it, you've got xbox and you've got playstation now both of those consoles have recently upscaled their games for their consoles whether it's whether you play on a series x or series s for the xbox or whether you play on a ps5 for the playstation their games around about 75 percent 95 percent of the time are are now upscaled in 4k resolution and they're designed to be played on a 4K TV. Okay. Um, now, this is what kind of frustrates me with Nintendo. You know, 4K gaming is there. It's in the market, you know. And that's what gamers are preferably playing now is 4K gaming. You know. Um, 
and they get a lot of buzz out of playing 4K in 4K. So Nintendo are still so far behind in the 4K gaming market at the moment um, because obviously they're not, um, you know, they're not um, kind of keeping up with the technology giants like Xbox and PlayStation. They're now quite far behind in that market. Now, I'm still holding out hope that at some point in the near future that Nintendo will go for 4K gaming, you know, uh, with their games. I do think, to be honest, they're going to be holding this out until the next generation console. So that's after the Nintendo Switch uh, cycle is coming to its end. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. Um, but anyway, I'm still going to talk about the Nintendo Switch though, because despite it not having 4K gaming on it, and it's still supporting high definition at the moment, but there is a few things different with this console. So the first thing is that you will notice is let's let's compare this to the old Nintendo Switch, right? So I have the old Nintendo Switch, the original Nintendo Switch console, um, which uh, got released back in 2017, March 2017. I got mine uh, on launch day. Now, my Nintendo Switch model has got an LCD display screen. This brand new Nintendo Switch model that got announced earlier this week has got an OLED screen in it. So that's the first big different change to the Switch model. The second big change is it's got more onboard storage. So the original Nintendo Switch has 32 gig of memory. Uh, this one has 64 gig of memory. So that means you can put... Uh, you, you can kind of put an extra couple more games onto the system before you need to put a, an SD card into the consoles to obviously download your games and, and save your game data and stuff like that on it, uh, which is quite good. So obviously, you know, the storage on the console has doubled. Uh, it's also got some enhanced audio. So that means obviously they've changed or they've upgraded the speakers in the handheld console uh, which obviously means you know you get more loud richer crisp clear sound uh, on the console when playing uh, in handheld mode and it's got a much more wider adjustable stand on the console um, which is is quite good as well um, you know obviously because on the switch model that i have um obviously it has got a kickstand on it but that's all it yeah and it's a very very small kickstand as well um so the fact that they've made the kickstand a lot more wider um is is also really really good um and yeah i think it i think it'll give a lot of switch users a lot more ease of mind uh, when playing on the on their console and stuff and it also looks a bit more sturdy as well the kickstand on my switch model looks like it's something that could easily break off um but that's just my honest opinion there um but yeah apart from that though everything else is pretty much the same uh they're using the same joy cons as the original nintendo switch model they're using the same processors uh, for the GPU and CPU uh, as well. Um, and obviously the battery life, again, is the same as all the other Nintendo Switch models. So you're going to get roughly around about 8 hours of battery life in the new uh, Nintendo Switch model. Now, if you're wondering when this console is going to be released, uh, you've still got a long while yet until the console does get released. Uh, because it will be coming out on October 8th, uh, 2021. And at the moment, the uh, pricing in the US has been announced. So you'll be able to buy this in the US 
for $349. Obviously, over here in the UK, that kind of equates to around about £299 uh, here in the UK. Um, so, kind of expect it to be roughly around about that price uh, in October. Obviously, I'll announce more details uh, on the Switch OLED model uh, nearer the time uh, on the podcast uh, as obviously as soon as it gets announced and I've got that information uh, in front of me Um, but yeah apart from that though in terms of uh, obviously a lot of people this week on social media since its announcement have actually asked me uh, about my thoughts on the switch model now I'm not gonna lie it does look like a very nice console. And the fact, obviously, you're getting it in uh, neon blue and red. So, it's it's kind of, yeah. Because, obviously, the, the Nintendo Switch that I've got is neon blue and red. Okay. And so, obviously, you can get it in that colour. Uh, so, again, keeping up with the original launch colour, which I like. And you can also get it in white as well. Now, this is the thing about the consoles this is what next generation consoles are seemingly doing so you've got the ps5 which is in white you've got the xbox series s in white i do believe there might be a series x in white as well but i can't remember now and now you've also got the nintendo switch in white as well Honestly, I think this is just a next-generation gaming colour, you know, just making everything look white. I don't know why, Um, but it is quite a nice colour. It makes the console look a little bit brighter as well, uh, having a white console. Um, You know, and I think if you were, if you placed your, your console in a room where you've got white walls... Again, it kind of stands out in your room or, you know, wherever you put it, whether it's your bedroom, your dining room, your living room, wherever. Yeah. And again, it ju- yeah, it does just stand out with the white walls. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, so my in my honest opinion, though, yeah, because a lot of people have this week asked me whether I would get the Nintendo Switch OLED model. Personally, I wouldn't I wouldn't get the Nintendo Switch OLED. The reason being is because, yes, it's got an OLED display. Yes, it is a lot more larger because, obviously, the original Nintendo Switch model is a 6.2-inch display. We're talking a 7-inch uh, display on this console now. Um, you know, and yes, the speakers have been upgraded. Yes, it's got double storage than on my old Nintendo Switch model. I get that. But, you know, and to be honest, I've seen images just before I started recording uh, this week's podcast of the Nintendo Switch, and they do look glossy. They really, really do. And I do appreciate it, you know, the way it looks and stuff like that. But, personally, I don't... I, I think I... If I... Okay, if Nintendo like did a major overhaul with this console and i'm talking upgraded the cpu the gpu you know and obviously made it available in 4k if they like upscaled their games in 4k then yeah definitely i i definitely would get this console but because it is still in 1080p hd you know it's kind of the case of I don't think I would get it, to be honest. And, yeah, I don't think I would get it. Um, yeah, which is why, which is why I think I'm just going to hold out uh, getting another Nintendo console until they kind of announce 4K gaming uh, in, in the company. Um, and 4K gaming is, well, I mean, it is this current generation of console gaming. But it can also be the next generation of gaming as well. Um, so, yeah. So, I think personally, I would wait um, 
So, but you know, I'm not like slating the console and going, oh, it looks ugly and stuff like that. It has got its positivi positivity, of course. The design still looks fresh. It looks glossy, like I said. Um, but in regards to, you know, in, in regards to like the graphics and stuff like that, they're remaining the same. So I don't see why I would want to spend £300 on a console which is pretty much doing the same thing as what I already have um, at the moment in, in regards to, um, you know, my current Nintendo Switch that I own. But the only difference is, is it's got an OLED screen, enhanced audio and an adjustable stand with uh, double the storage. That's the only difference that there is. And I just don't think that there is any point in getting the, the, the new Nintendo Switch model for that price. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I, I think, well, yeah, I think I'm going to hold out until the until 4k gaming comes to nintendo even if that's after the switch's life cycle is nearing the end and the other thing is as well is when you think about it this console launched back in 2017 so we are pretty much that we're kind of in that midpoint now of the nintendo switch's life cycle yes they're still producing games for the console. Yes, they're producing new iterations of the console as well, as we've seen uh, this week. And obviously, they've still got the Nintendo Switch Lite, which is the handheld-only um, mode of of the of the console. Um, but you know, I I would have thought at this point they might have done a major overhaul on the design and you know and obviously the the graphics and stuff like that you know all the uh, uh all the components uh under the hood of the of the of the console but no they they've decided to keep all the components under the hood all the same other than the onboard storage they've just upped that uh they've just doubled that a little bit so yeah and that that's pretty much it really so that's my thoughts on the Nintendo Switch OLED model. Uh, like I say, that's going to be released on the 8th of October. Um, so, but yeah, like I say, I'm not going to be getting the Nintendo Switch OLED uh, for a very, very, very long time. Even if it did come to it, um, you know, I don't think I would get one for a very, very, very long time. Um, so there we go. Uh, what was I going to say? I think that was it, really, wasn't it, for that matter? Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to do another movie review. Um, I'm going to talk about Freaky. Now, this is a movie that I went and saw last weekend on Saturday night at the cinema. Really, really, really enjoyed that movie. Absolutely funny. Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton uh, starred um, in it. And obviously, it was kind of like a Freaky Friday meets horror slasher um and it definitely was as it says on the tin very freaky indeed uh you know there was a lot of gore uh from start to finish uh in that movie uh which i really really did enjoy uh i thought you know that vince vaughn portrayed um the character well let's say his version of the character millie very well you know obviously when they switched bodies uh i thought he played the character really really well um you know and Catherine newton playing the villain um you know i thought it kind of gave me terminator vibes i don't know she had that terminator stare like the death stare which obviously is obviously something she was going for because she's the villain but she just she could have ended up being like a female version of the terminator honestly um i felt like that's exactly where it was gonna lead to be honest but it didn't um but no it was amazing it was a really really good film um you know and it is definitely up there with my blumhouse favorites um and again you know when 
all I'm going to say with this movie and um, Blumhouse is, and this is what they love to do, when you think it's over, it's not. It's still continuing. And that's all I'm going to say about that movie. Honestly, go, at the time of recording this podcast, go and give it a watch in the cinema because it is absolutely amazing. If you are a horror movie fanatic, that is, of course. Um, go and give it a watch because it is an absolutely amazing movie and there is a lot of blood uh, in it. A lot of blood. Um, which, to be honest, this is from the same director that did Happy Death Day. Now, this kind of did give me a little bit of Happy Death Day vibes with the whole high school thing going on, you know. Um, but with this, it had a lot more blood and a lot more deaths in it than what Happy Death Day did. Um, so, yeah. And the other thing is, as well, uh, speaking of Happy Death Day here, um, is that Jason Blum, who obviously is... The, I'm going to say the founder of Blumhouse Productions. He has recently said that he won't retire until Happy Death Day 3 has been done. Until that trilogy has been done. So I think at some point we are definitely going to be getting a Happy Death Day 3 movie. Uh, which I'm, I do welcome. I did enjoy the first two movies. Um, and I definitely am holding out for a third one, definitely, especially given the fact that there was a post credit scene at the end of the second one, and it did kind of set up a, a third one anyways. So, yeah, definitely, I would love to see a, um, um, a, a third one, definitely. So, uh, but yeah, let me know, anyway, your thoughts on Happy Death Day um, 3. Uh, no, not Happy Death Day 3, sorry. Uh, let me know your thoughts on Freaky, if you have seen it. Uh, I would absolutely love to know your thoughts uh, on it. Um, and, yeah, honestly, I, I think it was an absolutely amazing movie. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, there we go. That's my thoughts on that. Uh, now, I am going to discuss uh, now um, about... What am I going to talk about next? Uh... No, let me give you an iMac update, actually. I'll talk about that, and then I will do my final movie review of this podcast, which is Black Widow. So, an iMac update to bring to you guys. First of all, I'm still getting the iMac. I can confirm that, okay? Um, it is something I'm still looking into getting um, at some point. Um, obviously, originally, I was going to look at getting... Um, the new uh, iMac at the end of this month. Now, obviously, we are at the moment on the 9th of July today. Um, so, yeah, we are on the 9th of July today. There is still time uh, for them to bring out some more iMacs um, where I'm planning to purchase the, the new iMac. But what I've decided to do is I have decided to hold off getting the iMac until either the end of uh, August or the end of September is when I'm planning uh, to now get the iMac. So I would, um, I will probably update you guys maybe at the beginning of August or or, or something like that to kind of confirm as to when um, I'm going to be getting the, the iMac. Um, because, yeah, I think that way then, you know, if I then have a confirmed kind of day or, yeah, you know, something like that, then that way you guys will know as well, which will be very, very good. So, anyway, so there is that. Um, obviously, I am... So, like I say, I am still going to be getting the iMac um, it is going to be coming very, very soon, hopefully. Um, and obviously, I will do a podcast focusing uh, on that iMac um, as well. So, I will, yeah, obviously, I will confirm all of that. Um, 
uh, very, very soon. Uh, so there we go. So it is still going to be happening. Yes, it's just at the moment the stock levels are still very low uh, for the iMac, which is quite annoying. Uh, because if it was still available to buy right now on Amazon or Curry's PC World or, or anything like that, I would still definitely be getting the iMac probably at the end of this month. Um, you know, but obviously because of because of the fact that the stock levels are really, really low at the moment, I'm not going to be going and getting the iMac just yet. I'm going to hold off and I'm going to wait until either the, the end of August or the end of September to get the iMac so um so yeah basically by the time I turn 25 I will have an iMac okay I will confirm that <laughs> I will confirm that now okay I will have an iMac hopefully by the time I turn 25 in November um so there we go so I just thought I'd throw that out there now I'm gonna talk to you guys about something else though that I'm planning to get this isn't a replacement for the iMac no this is just something that I've been thinking about now for the last couple of weeks and now it's something I definitely do want to go ahead and, and get so obviously my t I have a TV in my bedroom and obviously it is quite a small TV I don't even know what the size is it's probably an 18 inch or a 20 inch TV it's very very small I can confirm that um, now Obviously, I have been looking over the last couple of weeks at various TVs. Um, now, obviously, they do still do a like tw like a 30-inch TV or a 36-inch TV or something like that. But the problem is, is it doesn't have Wi-Fi on it uh, and stuff like that. And the other thing is as well, is if I went for a 43-inch TV, it means I get not just full high definition, but I get ultra high definition. And uh, I also get 4K as well, which is really, really good because obviously, you know, we've got X, I've got my Xbox, which I do believe some games might support 4K. But the other thing is as well is I do also have uh, Amazon Prime Video, which again, Amazon Prime Video supports 4K Ultra HD. So again, that's definitely worth uh, spending the extra money on. Um, but I've been thinking the last couple of weeks and maybe in the next week or so, I'm not too sure, we'll, we'll find out. Um, but I'm planning to get a brand new 43 inch TV in my room uh, It is going to be by Samsung So this I can't just say that this year Has been the year of Samsung for me Because obviously I've upgraded my phone To a Samsung phone And now I'm upgrading my TV uh, To a Samsung TV A Samsung Smart TV So obviously it's going to have built in Wi-Fi which obviously means I can connect to the internet. It means that I can obviously then go onto the App Store and download ITV Hub and BBC iPlayer and Disney Plus, Netflix, uh, Prime Video, BritBox, um, and all the other mainstream apps that you would find. Um, and obviously, yeah, I'll be able to watch um, all of that from the comfort of my bed. Um, and you know there'll be no like um like no add-on sticks like i'm talking roku or, or amazon fire stick or anything like that that i'd need to plug in at the back because all the apps would be built into the tv itself um which is really really good it is a lot more easier the tv is also very very thin as well um so i don't think it's imac thin like 11.5 millimeters thin but it is still very thin um so and also as well i am i'm not going to mount it on the wall i'm just going to stick it on my unit uh, the legs are so easy to plug in to the tv as well there's no screws uh, required you literally just kind of just push it in and it clips in uh to the tv uh, obviously you have to do it on a flat surface um 
I most likely would do it either on the box or just literally just do it on on the unit. You know, if I take everything off the unit and then do it on a flat surface there. Um, but yeah, and I think the audio will be pretty good on it as well. It's Dolby Audio, Dolby Vision Audio. Um, so I don't think it's going to be surround sound, but it's still going to be pretty decent so i'm planning to get this in the next couple of weeks or so um you know maybe maybe next week i don't know yet at the moment but obviously this weekend if that's going to be the case this weekend i'm gonna have to sort some bits out in my room so that i've got space to put it um i mean at the moment i don't obviously i don't really because this is the problem obviously i do have my my fire tv stick and stuff and it is great and all but problem is is sometimes the wi-fi can lack on it i don't know if it's because I, I i just don't know i don't know what the reason would be but it's very 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 slow um i've had it for a good couple of years though the fire tv stick so you know um it isn't really an issue if it does kind of you know just just what what's the word that i could use for it you know if it just if it's just starting to slow down now because it's old i don't know um but i just think as well it's going to be a lot more easier to kind of handle um you know and it's going to be a bigger screen you know i'll be able to watch it from the comfort of my bed and you know because at the moment i mainly use my ipad um even when i'm in my bedroom i mainly use my ipad to watch things on and sometimes it just gets to the point where I basically just end up falling falling asleep on my floor watching things on my iPad and this is the other thing um, yeah if I'm in bed I can always just fall asleep and basically um, you know my TV could I mean I could put my TV on a timer um, so it obviously turns off after a certain um, amount of time so but yeah I mean other than that though um, other than that it that that's just it i think uh so yeah like i say i'm going to um hopefully get that tv maybe next week or maybe the week after or we'll wait and see see what happens um so but yeah it's, it's going to be very very good i think um and very interesting funny thing is as well is it's a 2020 model so obviously it came out last year they have got a 2021 model of the sam uh samsung 43 inch tv but it's a lot more costlier it's also in crystal uhd as well so i think the ultra i'll tell you what the ultra high definition on that tv is probably a lot better than on a standard uhd tv because it's crystal so there we are um so i'm just about to read something here um about doctor who oh it was uh, doctor who star Jodie Whittaker seen with Weeping Angel. Oh, I've I've heard about this. It's been going. They've been talking about that for ages. The Weeping Angels could be returning to Doctor Who in uh, series thirteen. Um, I knew about that ages ago. Um, so I don't know why someone's reporting about it now, when it's old news. It's old news. Um, so yeah. So that's just. Uh, so that's the thing that I'm going to be getting hopefully at the end of this month now i've just been reminded by netflix to say that fear street part two um is available to watch now i know i'll be watching that tonight netflix um so yeah so i really really am looking forward to getting a new tv in my room um i think and i've done some measurements it will all fit um so literally i have done some measurements so obviously the tv will fit and so will the imac as well where i want to put the imac it will fit um i mean even if it gets to the point where i may have to push the tv back a little bit and then push the imac a little bit forward so obviously it's kind of one's further back than the other device i can still do it that way um you know it yeah i think i'll be able to do it that way um and hopefully you know if i need to i can kind of just push the imax screen a little bit out of the way if i need to see a little bit extra of the screen on the tv 
yeah, I could do it. There are ways of working around it. There are ways of doing it. Um, so, but yeah, it's amazing actually the fact that I can find room to do it in my room because my room isn't the biggest room in the world. That's the problem. Um, so, but there we go. Um, anyway, I am now going to talk about Black Widow. Okay, uh, and then I think I'm going to talk a little bit about obviously seeing my family uh, on Sunday. Uh, this week and then I'm going to wrap the podcast up here because I've spoken quite a lot about uh, different things this week Uh, so anyway so first of all I'm going to talk about Black Widow uh, because that's the last movie that I went to go and see at the cinema this week Uh, obviously it's a Marvel Studios movie now you know the Marvel fanfare uh, the Marvel Studios fanfare that's normally heard on every Marvel series or Marvel movie to date uh, if you don't know what it sounds like, I'll play you uh, the Marvel Fanfare uh, on YouTube. Hold on, Marvel Fanfare theme. Um, no, I don't want the piano. Uh, I don't want that one. I want the 20... No, not the 2016. Uh, new intro, that's the one. This is the Marvel... Marvel fanfare on every movie and Disney Plus show. There we are. So that's obviously that's on like every Marvel show and movie uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, now, when I first heard that in the cinema on Wednesday when I went and saw Black Widow, I got goosebumps. It felt so cinematic and it felt so good hearing that back in the cinema again. Um, it really, really did. Um, and honestly, I really can't. Now I really can't wait for the next. Uh, three Marvel movies that we've got coming out now this year, which is Shang-Chi and the and the uh, Ten Lost Rings. Uh, we've got The Eternals in November, and we've got Spider-Man No Way Home in, in December. So really, really can't wait for those three Marvel movies to come out at the end of the year, um, or the second half of the year, should I say. Um, but Black Widow, though, was absolutely amazing. I found it really, really good. And the problem is, when I came out of the cinema... I saw some other reviews uh, on social media and a lot of them were saying this was the weakest Marvel movie um, and like other people were comparing it to being as bad as Captain Marvel. I didn't think that at all. I thought that this was really, really good. Uh, Really, really enjoyed it as well. Obviously, I think, to be honest, this movie, admittedly, this movie could have been released a lot earlier. Because it's kind of the it's the events that take place before Infinity War and Endgame. So obviously we know that Black Widow dies in Endgame. We already know that. So we know for a fact that she's not going to be in grave danger uh, in Black Widow. Because obviously we know how she dies anyway. Um, obviously I'm not going to spoil it but... There is a post-credit scene at the very end, once all the credits have rolled uh, on this movie, which is definitely worth sitting and watching. It is definitely worth the wait as well. Um, but Florence Pugh, who played uh, Yelena, which was um, Natasha's Black Widow's sister in in the movie, she did a phenomenal job. Oh, she really did. And you know what? I think she was built... Uh, to play a role in the MCU. I think she was. um, And I absolutely loved it. I really did. I thought she was the most hilarious character out of all of them uh, in in the movie. Uh, So she did have some really funny parts. um, And, yeah, I I just thought it was brilliant. I really, really did think it was brilliant and definitely worth a watch at the cinema if you are planning to go and see it at the cinema. However, if you're not planning to go and see it at the cinema, you can buy it right now on Disney Plus uh, as part of Premier Access. Uh, it is available to buy to watch over and over and over again for 20 quid. Okay, it's a one-time purchase for 20 quid. 
you can sit down watch it uh, and then watch it over and over and over again this weekend if you want to uh, so yes yeah, so that's my thoughts uh, on Black Widow I also thought that uh, Natasha and Yelena's relationship on screen uh, was really good I thought the chemistry between Florence Pugh and Scarlett Johansson was was really really good as well so I'm really glad that they uh, kind of showed that on screen as well So that's my thoughts on uh, Black Widow. Um, so like I say, available in cinemas or Disney Plus Premier Access right now. Um, I think it will be available on October. It will be available in October for all Disney Plus subscribers. Um, so yeah, so if you don't want to... If you want to go and see it in cinemas but want to watch it over and over again, you've only got a few months to wait uh, if you don't want to buy it on Premier Access. I think I might give it a watch again on Disney Plus uh, when it does arrive on Disney Plus. Um, so, yeah. Uh, right, anyway. I've got one final thing to talk about in this week's podcast. And then I'm going to wrap it up here because I've spoken quite a lot uh, today already. Uh, so, I'm going to talk about my family. Obviously, uh, last week I saw my granddad for the first time since around about September, October time last year. Uh, we went for a harvester lunch uh, with me, my, my granddad, my stepdad and my mum. And uh, it was really, really nice. Uh, really nice to catch up with him uh, again. And obviously, we had a lot of laughs, a lot of jokes. Um, you know, and it was just absolutely amazing. Um, really nice time. A good couple of hours out with him. Obviously, we didn't go somewhere too far uh, restaurant-wise. The restaurant was very close to home, uh, pretty much. So... Uh, yeah, we really did enjoy it, um, and uh, obviously I will hopefully uh, be seeing him again um, in August, uh, fingers crossed, but I'm going to be giving him a phone call, I think, this weekend on Sunday, uh, just before the Euro final uh, kicks off, um, so just to see how his week has been, and uh, obviously just yeah just have a general chit chat really a general update uh, in terms of what he's been up to and what uh, I've been up to as well this week so definitely um, anyway I think that is pretty much it uh, for this week's podcast uh, obviously I have like I say I've spoken so much about all different things really in this week's podcast it's been a bit of uh, mix and match but the good thing is, is at least this week's podcast has been a little bit longer than last week's podcast. Uh, you know, whereas last week we didn't even hit the half an hour mark. Um, so, you know, you guys have got a little bit of extra content in uh, this week's podcast. Uh, now, don't forget, you can give me a follow uh, on Twitch. Uh, my username on Twitch is Steve Crosby Official, or feel free to subscribe to me on Twitch if you would like to. Uh, I will be back on Twitch within the next couple of weeks, okay? I'm just going to sort some bits out, you know, um, and then hopefully... Uh, I will be back on Twitch playing some awesome uh, video games for you guys uh, on my Xbox One console. Uh, maybe play a little bit of Forza Motorsport or something like that. Um, and then, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, but I definitely do need to get back on my Xbox because it has been a little while uh, since I last went on my Xbox, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely going to get back on there again soon um but in the meantime though uh do give me a follow on twitch or uh, subscribe to me on twitch uh the username is steve crosby official uh give me a subscribe on youtube it's steve official i've got a weekly vlog coming out on monday uh which is definitely going to be worth a watch um and also as well don't forget to give me a follow on uh twitter at my name is steve i've got an amazing uh twitter community on i'll tell you what I do get a lot of, and I do compliment a lot of my followers uh, when they do post uh, things on Twitter. Uh, yeah, when they post selfies of themselves, I just like to give them a little bit of a confidence boost 
and just say to them how beautiful they're looking and stuff like that. I just think it's nice and they appreciate it, which is really, really nice as well. They really do appreciate when I do compliment them, which is always nice. Um, so obviously do give me a follow on Twitter at my name is Steve-O with the O being a zero. Uh, and don't forget as well, you can give me a follow on Instagram as well. Uh, the username is Official. Uh, obviously I have, uh, by the time this week's podcast does go out, uh, I've updated my Instagram followers uh, in regards to the new tv that i will be getting um hopefully within the next week or so so uh there we go so coming up in next week's podcast what am i going to be discussing now this is going to be very interesting here because obviously i'm going to be talking about fear street part two now the thing is is I, I think I might record the podcast next week on Thursday. So, obviously, at the time recording this podcast, I'm recording it on Friday, the 9th of July. Now, I think next week I'm going to be out all day on Friday. So, I'm not going to get time to record the podcast. So, I might have to record the podcast on Thursday next week. For you guys to listen to on Friday next week, okay? Uh, so, I mean, I've still got some content that I will be able to talk about. Obviously, I'll talk about Fear Street Part 2. Um, and obviously, I will uh, talk about some other bits that gets announced. Uh, I'll talk about Loki as well as the series as a whole. Um, actually, that's a very good point. Um, I didn't talk about Monsters at Work. Very quickly, Monsters at Work... Definitely, definitely a good series. Really hilarious, uh, comical, and it also kind of picks off where picks up where the original movie Monsters Inc. left off. Um, you know, um, so uh, yeah, it is definitely a really satisfying series. I'm definitely going to be giving it a watch um, in uh, over the course of the next eight weeks when the rest of the episodes. Uh, will be dropping on a Wednesday on Disney Plus, um, and yeah, I, I think it is a fantastic, fantastic series, um, and it is definitely one to watch. Definitely one to watch. Uh, so obviously, I will give a full review of Monsters at Work as soon as all of the uh, rest of the eight episodes have been released on Disney Plus. Um, okay, but next week I will talk about the Loki series as a whole. Okay. Um, and obviously I will discuss some other bits and pieces, uh, that are, that, that happens as well across next week as well. All right. Uh, but thank you for watching, uh, watching, listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast. I'll be back next week, uh, with podcast episode number 42, uh, on Spotify music, Apple podcasts and Google podcasts as well. But from me, goodbye. Thank you for listening. See you again next week. See you then.